Odd People, you are listening to The Universe Unhinged, your weekly news for all things bizarre. I'm Chris. And I'm Liz. Uh, okay, so I had a random thought as I was eating some cheese. Okay. Do a tell. A couple minutes ago. Um, so I wanted to ask you a question, because I'm really curious, since you're my sister, if you would still talk to me. But if I were to tell you that I had an imaginary hot dog friend, would you still talk to me? Absolutely not. You wouldn't? No, I wouldn't talk to you. (laughs) What? (laughs) Of course I would not. I would be terrified for my safety, not just your own. If we went out to dinner, like if you came and visited, we'll go out to dinner. And I'll be like, yes, there's... um, three of us here we got me and my sister and this is we need one one more chair for my my friend here oscar that's what i named him his name's oscar absolutely not we <laughs> no there's no that would not happen what? why because <laughs> i would be scared i don't that's not i would obviously think that you're having a mental break and I'm unhinged is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I would feel like all sharp. First off, I would not be out to dinner with you because there would be knives involved and you shouldn't be around knives in that state. And <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait a second. Why is it okay for children to have imaginary friends? But as adults, it's seen as not okay. When you said this, I was like, where? This is the most random thing. And then I was like, it had to have come from a child. Yes, that's exactly it. Like, only the mind of a child could think of this. Think of what? Like a hot dog friend. That made me think, that, like, I was that like, was that's me. where it's coming from. It's my friend. He's my friend, Oscar. I, there was no child Oh, you literally thought of that. And it, I always thought you were going down the path of, like, Bailey and said it. And that's where it came no. from. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, okay. I'm being serious. I'm being dead serious. Yeah, that's like, not normal. That's I uh, just I really want to know why children can have them but adults cannot. Why? Um <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh because they you know, I don't know. I don't know how I can answer that. I know it like makes sense to me because in their mind they don't know it's weird. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Okay. It's just weird. I don't, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. That should be reason enough. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's too late. Oscar's already part of the family. I mean, I come over, he's got a nameplate on the uh, upstairs bedroom, and this is where he'll be sleeping with Oscar, and I'm like, who's Oscar? No, but Uh, Bailey, he did actually set the table the other day for some invisible friends. He set, like, we were eating dinner, and he's like, I need a couple more plates for my friends, and so he went out and got, like, a couple of his little fake plastic plates and set the table for them and everything, and... Why? That is, that is adorable. But like, I want to, I can't answer that question. Why it's not, what makes it weird other than like socially, it's not appropriate. It's not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. Which I hate that answer. That's not a right. That's not the reason. There has to be something else. I don't know. I'll think about that. I completely agree. (laughs) (laughs) Think about it. I'll get back to you on that That's what we do here. We like to get people thinking, you know, about (laughs) 
<laughs> about weird subjects. So. <laughs> but that's my random thought of the day. So yeah. Wow, that's good. That is good. I don't have any random thoughts like that. Um, I did re-watch that documentary I mentioned last time, Ugnan Acknowledged. Oh, yeah. Um, I did rewatch it, and it set me up for my uh, story that I have this week. Ooh, okay. So, without further ado, I'll just kind of segue into that. Um, so, uh, on February 14th, um, so just this last week, a mysterious floating orb ap- appeared over the island of Kauai. It's an island over Hawaii. Dozens of residents spotted this and described it as a bright white orb that was stationary. Um, Thankfully, they were able to capture it on video footage. And they also have some photos, which we've talked about this. We'll definitely put a photo on the Instagram so that people can take a look at it and see um, what the residents of Hawaii saw. So the object is... Has, has been verified as having stayed in one spot for at least 40 minutes. Now, spotting the object itself, though, like that's just a small piece of this story. So we've got an orb-like thing, which obviously UFO, just by definition, because we don't know what the heck it is. But then it gets weirder because residents say that they then saw military f- jets flying overhead. Um... These jets have now been identified as F-22 fighter jets. Uh, They say these jets continued to circle around the island in relatively close proximity to the orb. Now, I don't know anything about military vehicles, but, like, to me, when I was, like, F-22 fighter jets, like, that sounds a bit fiercer than just, like, your normal helicopter sent to spectate. Um, I don't know. I guess they were just, like, trying to be safe than sorry, I guess. That is weird. Yeah. Um, But then... Residents then reported hearing loud booms, and others even are claiming that they saw it shot down. What? Yes. And military official, Major General Kenneth uh, Hara, I'm not good with names, so I'm just kind of winging it. Kenneth Harar, maybe. Maybe Harar. He's general of military, uh, Hawaii military. He posted on Twitter saying the object so like it's confirmed the, the military of hawaii is like yeah this was definitely there sorry sorry like yeah it was there he posted on twitter saying the object was visually confirmed as an unmanned balloon without observable identification markings um the air force has confirmed the incident and they say they're quote actively monitoring it and it's under evaluations we Wait, don't have anything balloon? else sorry right no yeah no great like and they say, we don't have anything else to provide at this time. But yeah, so I looked in. I was like, what, what the heck is an unmanned balloon without observable identification markings? That's exactly what they say. So a lot of times, there's like, you can look up photos of um, like weather balloons are what they're called. Yeah, there's yeah. other like. I've seen, yeah. I've seen a weather balloon. Yeah. Yes. And so like that is, and it does. Like, I'm like, okay, I can see how that's what this is. But there's other people coming out and they're like, mm, no, like this was not that at all. Like that's, that may be what they're saying, but that's not what we believe it was. Um, and they, one resident stated, and I just thought this was so good. She's like, I would like to understand what were the powerful explosion, the sounds that were so strong enough to shake my house and what looked like smoke in the sky afterwards. 
Was any object hit and did it explode? If so, what was it and why? So all of these are great questions and the military isn't answering any of them. They're just like, uh, yep, it was a balloon. Uh, it didn't have any observable identification markings. And they, again, they also said we're actively monitoring it and it's under evaluation. So they deny shooting at it at all. That's so weird. Uh, Right? One news station reached out to the Air Force to get camera footage from the pilots even. So, like, this is a news station, a local news station. They reached out to the the pilots who were driving the jets because they're like, well, they all have to have camera footage on them, like police, you know. So they tried to reach out to get the camera footage to see if they did or didn't shoot at it. And they got a response from the military that says, we don't have any reports at this time. If that changes, we'll get back to you. And that's it. That's where it's at. Okay, so was there, you said that there's pictures of it? Totally, yes. Does there's pictures, it there's actually... videos. There's not just pictures, there's videos. Okay, so yeah, we'll have to post that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, does it, since I haven't seen the picture, would you, from looking at it, does it look like a weather balloon, you said? Sure, I mean, it looks like a, like an orb, and I can see how it would be that. Okay. Um, but again, the big question is, people are swearing that, it was shot down, that it was shot at, that like there was mm-hmm. some sort of combat that happened. And for the and military to be witnesses. like, oh yeah, many, I mean, there's tons of videos of it. It's not just like one person, it's all over. Huh. And um, again, it's like, okay, so if they're saying they then saw smoke and all this stuff after, but you guys are like, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, it's just, it's weird, you know? And it's crazy to me that like, When people have questions like this, I don't know about you, but just from looking into, from doing this podcast and having to dig into just mysterious news that kind of surfaces from week to week, the lack of accountability that is on, let's just say the government or whoever for answering to the oddities that are going on is wild to me. Oh yeah, even if it's even if it's local authorities even or yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely. It's like why why can't you just release the footage from the pilots? Like that doesn't make sense. If you're saying you didn't shoot anything down, just release it. The people want to know, like don't they have a right to see and know what it was? But I don't know. So I, this is one that like sure you could go the route of sure it, it's just a balloon and but, at the but same there's those time, other other little details yeah. that would make you think otherwise. Absolutely. And I am definitely one of those too. I'm like, you guys are being fishy. So I I don't know if I can trust what you're saying. Yeah, that is that's definitely interesting. Yes. So um, definitely if we if there's any believers out there for you to like seriously check out that documentary on Acknowledge though. It's wild. And I think also having watched this, anything I'm like, oh aliens are completely real. So it's almost more likely that it's an alien than it's a weather balloon and, you know, they're being honest about what they saw. Yes. Is it, I mean, even if it's, I don't even know. I have no answers. No answers. There are none. There are none. (laughs) And you know what? Unfortunately, we'll probably never get them, but at least we have the opportunity to to spectate, you know? Right. (laughs) Okay. I, oh, I wanted to tell, I know, remember your story from last week, you were talking about um, the sound that people had heard in, um, where was it? Where was the sound heard? 
say, uh, Las Vegas? Was it the Las Vegas one? No, no. no. The sound was in, uh, was it Arkansas or Oklahoma? Oregon? No. Oregon. It wasn't Oregon. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely uh, news people that we are. Yeah, that place. It was in that place. <laughs> that one place. Uh, there was people. I feel like it was started with an O. That was I do too. I feel like it was O. I don't think it was Oregon. No, I Oklahoma? think it was Oklahoma. That's what I said. I said Oklahoma. Oh, did you? Did okay. I missed that. Let me see. I have my, I'm pulling up my notes from that week. It wasn't, so. it wasn't Ohio. I know that. Uh, that's, Oklahoma that's City. It's Oklahoma City. Okay. Oklahoma City. So that mysterious case has been solved. What? Um, yes, do tell. They found out you had actually you had mentioned it last week, saying the possibility because there was like an oil ray or something nearby, an oil, yeah. um, whatever it was nearby. Well, it turned out that that's exactly what the sound was coming from. It was like an oil pump in the ground that had broke, and it just kept oh. constantly making that noise, making that noise. And nobody could figure out, I guess, where the sound was coming from. But eventually they did discover where the sound was coming from and were able to fix it. So those wow. people can now rest in peace, finally. <laughs> that is awesome. That makes me so happy to hear. little disappointed yeah. that it wasn't anything more yeah. uh, <laughs> mysterious. Um, but anything regarding the oil companies is always a little bit mischievous so yeah. at least it had that element to it but good but i'm least, glad for the residents and it's solved yeah as i say at least you know they they can have some peace of mind finally totally so. totally well good a happy ending to that one yes can't say that they all will be happy endings um this ne- this story that i'm about to share oh it is so crazy i'm so ready crazy I'm ready. There are so many twists and turns to this thing. And I took countless notes, spent like several hours just pouring over this, trying to uncover the mystery of it, of the um, case known as the Watcher. Okay. Um, So this happened actually back in 2014. Uh, but the reason that it is starting to resurface again in the news is because they Netflix is actually going to be making a mini series that's to be released this year that's all about this story. It's supposed to star Naomi Watts, so that's Ooh, all I know about it. I'm already. I like it. I like it. I'm there. But yes, it is. It is supposed to be released this year. Okay. Um, okay. Are you ready for this? Yes. I'm All right, ready. Go Let's ahead. go. I sent you right before the podcast. I yeah. sent you um, a picture on your phone. So go ahead and pull that up because I want you. I think it'll just be easier for you to follow hmm. along with what I'm saying and kind of look at what's going on here. Um, okay. If you're gonna see what you're gonna see is a map of like a neighborhood and you're gonna see houses that I numbered. Okay. Um, each number, um, and you don't really have to pay attention to my random. Um, notes that I wrote around the houses that was pretty much just for my purpose <laughs> but um, I'll go over some of those things because some of them are kind of I found to be kind of weird okay. but okay so this is a story that takes place started in June of 2014 when Derek and his wife Maria Broadus purchase a house 
uh, in Westfield, New Jersey. This is a neighborhood that has million dollar homes, uh, is very historical neighborhood. This particular house, house number 657, do you see it on the map? Yep, I'm with you. 657, located right there on Boulevard Street, uh, was purchased by the Broadduses for a whopping $1.3 million. Ugh, that um, hurts. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> And it is a beautiful home. Like I was, I went on to like realtor.com. It better be for that kind of money. Oh (laughs) yeah. You were like, it's a very okay home. I'd be like, what? Okay. Well, they did, uh, I'll talk about this, but there were a lot of renovations that were done to the home and things like that over the course of the period that they were in the home. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know if I mentioned when it was built, but it was built in 1905. So love a good old historic home. Yeah. It's very historic. Um, okay. So they, they had purchased this home. They were, it was, it was him and his wife, three children ready to move into their dream home. Um, beautiful neighborhood Boulevard street back in the day was the street to live on. I mean, if you were somebody, if you lived on Boulevard street, and so, where was this at? Where did you say this, this was? Sorry. This was in Westfield, New Jersey. Is New where Jersey. This place. Okay. Um, if anybody wants to know, is interested, it's about 60 miles northeast from the Amityville Horror House. Ooh, okay. Um, is where it takes place. Okay. Uh, so, our story begins. Three days after the purchase of their home, Derek and his wife had begun to do some renovations. Uh, we're doing some painting and things like that before moving in. So they still had their old ho- house that they were living in at the time, um, waiting to sell it. They hadn't sold it yet. Um, and while also they had were paying a mortgage on this house as well. Okay. So he, he was wrapping things up at the house. I think his wife and kids, I believe, were at back at their old house. Um, and it was going on about 10 o'clock at the time. He decided to go out and just grab to see if there had been any mail that had come, junk mail, clear out the mailbox and whatnot. So in the mailbox was a white envelope, um, that sat in the box, but was addressed to the new owner. It was a handwritten on the envelope itself. Okay. But the letter itself was tight. So just oh the the envelope, okay? Any any like handwritten note delivered to your home is already red flags. Like who <laughs> stepped well, on my property and cared enough to hand deliver this? Okay, so well that's the thing. It wasn't it it was handwritten, but in doing some more research, a lot of people had thought too that it somebody had actually dropped it in the box. It was actually mailed Oh, okay. But it was mailed from, like, a town over um, north from there or something like that. So it does actually have a postal thing on it. Okay. Um, I feel safer yes. with that. Yeah, you would, yeah, just looking at it, he probably didn't think anything suspicious at the time, okay. just looking at the outside of the letter. It okay. wasn't until he opened it that that's where things took a turn for the worse. So I'm going to read, I'm going to be doing a lot of reading throughout this podcast because I want to read these letters in full from what I, I was able to get from them. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a lot of information in them. Okay. So 
The first, this is letter number one that he received approximately June 4th of, of 2014. It says, Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. That sounds warm and welcoming, right? Ooh, I have chills, though. I just like, I feel like this is going somewhere real soft. But sure. Okay. So the letter continues. How did you end up here? The writer asks. Did 657 Boulevard call to you with its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. Uh, the letter, and then it goes on to say that, like, the letter identifies the Broadus' Honda minivan. It also um, was able to uh, establish that there were workers around the house renovating the home. Mm. So, like, it's, like, it clearly says, I am watching you. Oh, yeah. Like, I see so, you. So, I'm going to read some more of it. Okay, so this is still, yeah, so it goes on. It says, I see already that you have flooded 6 by 7 Boulevard with contractors so that you can destroy the house as it was supposed to be. Tisk tisk tisk, bad move. You don't want to make 6 by 7 Boulevard unhappy. Early in the week, Derek and Maria had gone to the house and chatted with their neighbors while their children, who were 5, 8, and 10 years old, ran around the backyard with several kids. So the letter goes on to establish, like, talking about their children. He goes, oh, no. This person, is... the person in the letter goes, you have children. I have seen them. So mm -hmm. far, I think, so far, I think that there are three that I have counted. The anonymous correspondent goes on to write before asking if there were more on the way. So he's asking her if there's more on the way. Uh, uh, nope. Now, here's where it gets really creepy. He goes, do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? What? Better for me. Was your Wait. old house... What? <laughs> no, go. Sorry. I thought that was it. I'm listening. I'm just No, so no, no. Like, I'll, what is... I'll let you know. Let me finish it. I'll let you know when I'm finished with it. Okay? okay that way. Okay. So he goes, do you need to fill the house with the young blood I requested? Better for me. Was your old house too small for the growing family? Or was it greed to bring you bring me your children? Once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. Who am I? The person writes... There are hundreds and hundreds of cars that drive by 6x7 Boulevard each day. Maybe I am in one. Look at all the windows you can see from 6x7 Boulevard. Maybe I am in one. Look out and out any of the many windows in 6x7 Boulevard at all the people who stroll by each day. Maybe I am one. The letter concludes with a suggestion that this message would not be the last. He says, welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. Followed by a uh, signature typed in cursive font, The Watcher. <laughs> oh, my actual gosh. I... 
Like, I, I was like, it can't get any weirder. And then it keeps getting weirder. And then at the end, let the party begin. There is yeah. no... Oh, my gosh. Okay, so look at your map. I sent you the map. Do you see the big red dot there? Yeah, I get it. Okay, so, so that's six by seven. That's what I'm calling the Watcher House. Okay? Okay. That's going to be, like, your focus point, and I'm going to take you around the neighborhood <laughs> and show you, like, talk to you about, like, the different neighbors and things like that as we go on, okay? Okay, but first, can we just stop? And, and yeah. what If I got that letter, the story would end here. There would be no more story. I would okay, say Okay, well, that's good to hear. Goodbye. Be- because this poor guy has gotten so much backlash. So much backlash from the, all this that has occurred. Um, basically saying, I can't believe... Well, let me let me continue, and then we'll talk about why he's sure. getting the backlash. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm just, like, giving my two cents as we go. And where oh, I'm yeah. at right now, if I am this man, I'm already gone. The story's yeah. over. I'm taking my kids. Goodbye. And I hope the police find you before well, I do. Well, with children involved with anything like this, that's where it's just... It's crazy. For sh- yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because... Pe- yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like I said, it was going on 10 o'clock. Um, he immediately called the police immediately after he read the letter. He did call them. They came out. They did, like, a, um, did a walk, like, around the whole house. The one police officer just said, like, they, because there was some equipment from them renovating. He said, I think you should bring this in the house or move it somewhere elsewhere because it could be used to break a window. Mm-hmm. Um. So that was that was pretty much all that the police had said at the time. He the police officer was in shock when he read the letter. He was like, "What is this? Like, what?" But, but at yeah, the time, what are they gonna do? What there was nothing. Do? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so he goes home, tells his wife. Um, they decide him and his wife decide to send an email to a woman named Andrea Woods. Now she is the the previous owner of Six Five Seven Boulevard. That's a great so they, idea. They send her a letter and they're like, hey, we got this weird, creepy letter. Like, did, has anything like this ever happened before that you know of? Mm-hmm. Um, and she actually responds the next morning and says, yes, I did receive a letter <laughs> <laughs> a few days before you guys signed for the house. Great. Would have been nice to know before exactly. we signed that paperwork. Would have just so, been like yeah. maybe like little something to throw in, but yeah, just saying. So she did receive a note, but she immediately she says she ripped it up, threw it out. We don't have this note. We don't know exactly what it said. She just said that the tone and whatever was very similar. Um, that's all. That's all that I could find on what her actual letter said. It just said okay. she she ripped it up, thought it was a prank, didn't think anything of it, thought nothing of it, threw it away. Okay. Mm-hmm. End of that. Um, so, but the, the Woods's um, family agreed to go to the police station with Maria to talk to the police about how they had also received a letter. The detective uh, that they had spoke with was Leonard Lugo, and he informs uh, Maria to just, we're just going to keep an eye, see what happens, but tells her not to talk to any of the neighbors about this because at this point, everybody's a suspect. Of who could have sent these letters. Right. I mean, if he's, if he, yeah, if he's like, if he's saying he's been watching it for years and he obviously saw you move in, like he has eyes on the place. So this, there's some truth to this. The man was physically there. 
It's not like no. he's from Alaska <laughs> just like making the So stuff up. for the next few weeks, I think it's for the next two weeks, they they were on very high alert. Um, a contractor came by one morning. He had put he put a sign in their front yard the previous night. Um, whatever sign I don't know what signs contractors put out on lawns. It was some type of sign. But he came the next morning to find that the sign had actually been ripped out of the ground. So they thought that that was another kind of weird little bizarre tidbit. Um, yeah. And then yeah. also just not wanting to seem unfriendly toward the new neighbors, they decided to invite a few over to mm-hmm. come and see the new renovations that were being done. Oh, terrible idea. Terrible idea. I completely idea. agree. Yeah, at that point, I would not have allowed anybody into my house until I knew <laughs> more. We have a psychopath in our midst. Let's welcome them over so that we can give them a better layout of the of the home. Yeah. How about that? Exactly. Let's let's get them closer to our children. Okay. So, here's where it gets even weirder. So, during one visit by a neighbor, there was um a particular wife that had commented while he was showing them around and said new young blood in the neighborhood would be welcome. And you remember in the letter, yes, it said, absolutely. who talks like that, first of all? No one. Do you talk like no. that? I don't talk like that. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, no. Could you imagine? I just like imagined you, like me meeting Balian for the first time. Yes. Child. And I'm like, ooh, new young blood. Yes. You'd be like, no matter what my tone is, you'd be like, I'm sorry. Can you are give you, me my child back? And are you wanting leave? to eat my child? Is that what this is? <laughs> yes, that's, what I, I, that's the vibe I'm getting. You want to eat my children. Absolutely. There's no you, There's no way you can say that and make it not sound threatening. I mean, I know these people are kind of rich and la-di-da. Like, ha-ha-ha. Like, do they just talk like this? Oh, it's is nice. Is that how fresh, rich people talk? Fresh they young talk like... blood in our, in our, welcome, our neighborhood. Oh, you know, I don't know. Oh, I don't man. Know. What it must be to be rich if that's what it's like. <laughs> we're millionaires oh and that's how we're going to talk. Just remember yeah, that, okay? because we can. <laughs> All right. So um, he, uh, Derek, obviously was, he, he didn't know, he didn't really, see, he didn't say anything to her, but he was in shock over her words um, because of the letter, the first letter and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the weird thing about this is there's no other information about this woman. Like, I would have taken that to the police. I would have been like, hey, this is what this woman said. Um, But from what I'm gathering, people just kind of said, oh, it's just a coincidence, like that type of thing, and nothing was ever thought of it again. That little tidbit. (laughs) Wow. I would would think that, like, that's kind of a big deal. Like, anyway. Okay. Okay, so um, also during this point between the two weeks that they had received the first letter, uh, they were invited to a neighborhood barbecue across the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I couldn't figure out which, I was really trying to figure out which house it was across the street. But if you look on your your um, map, there's a guy two doors down, number 669, that says John Schmidt. Do you see that? Yes. To the right. Yep, yep, okay. I got it. So this guy was at the barbecue with okay. with them and he's talking to him uh he li- and basically he lives two do- two doors down from the Broadduses for those who can't see my lovely map. But 
they were all at this barbecue welcoming them. And I guess there was another couple in the neighborhood that had recently moved in. So they were kind of having like a barbecue for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, but as he was talking to Schmidt, Schmidt started to talk to him, tell him about the Lankfords. Do you see this on your map that lived between them? House number 661. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this is going to be a main uh, point in this storyline because uh, the Langfords get brought up a lot throughout this weird, bizarre investigation. But basically he tells them that Peggy Langford is in her 90s and she she's lived in that house for a very long time um, and also lives there with several of her adult children, all in their 60s, and they live with her. She's, and he goes on to say that the family just seems a bit odd. Um, they they seem they seem to be harmless, but he he also describes one of the younger Langfords whose name is Michael. Um, he doesn't work, uh, and he describes him as kind of a Boo Radley like character. For those of you who know have read to Kill a Mockingbird, oh yeah 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 yeah. Yep. So Boo Radley is. Mm-hmm. Um, Kind of reclusive, uh, yes. Of the neighborhood, yeah. But he's a very, he's very, turns out to be very sweet, yes. character and yeah. whatnot. So that's but there's kind all of these how rumors this guy... and mis- of mystery floating about. Yeah, so that's how Michael Lankford is described. Okay, so Derek, at this point, he believes that the case is solved because he's thinking, oh, it's got to be them. They, they're the Lankfords are right next door. Let me, let me continue reading, and then I'm gonna go back to this part of why he he ends up suspecting the Langfords as being the one that's that wrote the letter two weeks go by after they've been in the house they receive that first letter and everything and maria they're still not living in the house they're still just doing renovations and painting and things like that maria Mm -hmm. had his wife had stopped by to look over some paint samples and she checked the mail and there was a card-shaped envelope with thick black writing on the envelope uh, this time, the watcher had addressed the Broadduses directly, but misspelled their last name as Mr. and Mrs. Braddis. So oh. their their name, their last name was addressed, but this time um, it, it was just misspelled. So it was almost like he knew it, but he didn't know how to, whoever it was, he or she, right. yeah. didn't know how to spell it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here is what was said in the second letter. Welcome again to your new home at 657 Boulevard. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carefuls of your personal belongings. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. And then he goes on, he says he boasts of having learned a lot about the family in the preceding weeks, especially about the children. Uh, The Broadduses identified... The letter identified the Broadduses' three kids by birth order and by their nicknames. Whoa. Okay. The ones, so- the ones that Maria had been yelling. So she was outside one day yelling to them to come in or something like that and yelling their names. And those were the names he, this person had used. Um, okay. Okay. So they've got to be it, close. Yeah. They're not it says, miles away. They're there. You would think. Yeah. So it says, I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. Oh, stop using the word young blood. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Oh, okay. It says, you certainly say their names often. And the letter asks about one child in particular 
whom the writer had seen using an easel inside an enclosed porch. It says, is she the artist in the family? And the letter continues. Here's what the rest of it says. Six by seven Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years and years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement? Or are they too afraid to go down there alone? I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. <laughs> oh my um, gosh. And there's more. This is still the second letter. There is so much more. But go ahead. Say your thoughts. I Did they? And I don't know if this is. Well, no, because this is relatively recent. I was mm-hmm. gonna say, did they? Do you know if they looked in to see if there were sex offenders in the area? Like yes, I do. There are two. There okay. are two sex offenders. Okay. Um, if you look on your map, there are they. They're not in with this this vicinity though. They're okay. more like a few blocks to the left. There was one. There was one to the block. A block. Two blocks to the left, mm-hmm. and like three or four blocks down past to the right. So I did not put that on there. But yes, there were two sex offenders that were listed, but nowhere within the vicinity of earshot of the house. Okay, good to know. Um, And then I want to bring up the point of the easel again, because when uh, Derek uh, Bullard was at that barbecue and John Schmidt was talking to him, he he had speculated that it was Michael Langford because of two reasons. First of all, he was, their family was one of the only ones that have been there since the sixties. Mm-hmm. Um, and also one of the few houses that could potentially see the easel. So I actually did a Google map or Google earth map of the house so that I could see what, what it actually looked like. So yeah. the porch, you can't see it on here, but it sits off. I wrote it to the left, but it's actually to the right. It's to the right of the house or kind of more towards the back. So it'd be Mm kind of like along the back of the house. Mm -hmm. Um, So it would be a clear shot that the Langfords could see it. Potentially the two houses behind them could see it, but that's it. You can't see that particular easel from anywhere else. It's covered by bushes and everything else. Sure. But it doesn't mean that there wasn't someone that like creeped in their backyard um, okay, so that's the other thing about Michael Langford that uh, w- was addressed. He said, although he's a very nice guy, he seems nice, he's been known to wander different neighbors' houses and through their backyards and yards and also peep in windows that people were renovating while they were renovating their houses. Okay. Um, but it should also be duly noted that he, uh, was diagnosed with schizophrenia when he was a child. Um, so okay, that's another it's not thing. not looking too good for him. No. In my book. Yeah. No. And that's why you can see at this point, and that would, pro- I mean, sadly, I would probably be like, yeah, okay, it's probably him, you know, yeah, at sure. that time. Clearly, whatever. Yeah. But we're going to set Michael Langford aside for a second and continue this next week. What do you think? That sounds wonderful. I'm excited to hear uh, how it goes. I'm excited to see what happens. Because there's there's just a lot of information to pour over in this story, and I don't want to um, 
have it drag on for too long. So we'll we'll continue it next week and see where it goes. <laughs> cool. I'm excited. Yeah, we thank you for listening. And this has been The Universe Unhinged. And I'm Chris. And I'm Liz. And we have Oscar here as well. Oh my and gosh. we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.